Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or the Notorious Fantasy. And in today's video, I'm going over my wide receiver rankings for fantasy football in 2020. I'm going to be talking about wide receivers tier 1 all the way until tier 4 in this video. And then there will be a video maybe tomorrow or the next day talking about the second uh, couple of wide receivers or the second couple of tiers at the wide receiver position. Now, before I get into this video and talk about my tiers 1 through 4 at the wide receiver position, I'd like to ask if you guys could please go down below and click that subscribe button. It's free, and I put out content every single day to help you guys win that 2020 fantasy football championship i put out this is going to be the first video of the day later you're going to be seeing the second video it is going to be a mock draft so please make sure that you click that subscribe button it would really help me out and it's going to help you guys out a ton as well now also before we go ahead and start this off please check out my draft guide uh patreon.com slash notorious fantasy it has my rankings and all that on there to help you guys win your 2020 fantasy football championship even more because you guys have the rankings all in front of you you don't have to bother writing all this shit down but you can obviously do that as well so we are going to get into the video now tier one at wide receiver there's a big four guys to me at the wide receiver position that belong in the first tier the first player to talk about here today though is michael thomas of the new orleans saints now Michael Thomas last year, we all know how good he was. This guy's a fucking target hog in the New Orleans Saints offense. He gets the ball a million times a game, and if he doesn't get the game, the ball a million times a game, he's going to go on Twitter and complain about it because the guy is a Twitter warrior. He's just responding to everyone. He's crazy. But at the end of the day, he's great for fantasy football because he's going to be seeing 10-plus targets every single game. As long as Sean Payton is walking this earth, Michael Thomas will be seeing a zillion targets because the system they run there is to get Michael Thomas heavily involved. It's either pass it to Michael Thomas, hand it to Alvin Kamara, or throw the ball to Alvin Kamara. Michael Thomas is the number one guy there. They bring in, obviously, Emmanuel Sanders, but that doesn't really scare me at all. That might even help Michael Thomas even more in the long run because he's not really the only wide receiver option there so I like Michael Thomas to return as the number one wide receiver but I would not be surprised if my number two guy ends up being that number one guy at the wide receiver position Devontae Adams is a goddamn beast last season we obviously saw him have a decline but that was not due to his skill set it was due to the fact that the guy ended up getting hurt and then he comes back and he still returns back to that great value when he was healthy Devontae Adams was a baller on the field and then the team does Aaron Rodgers a good old to give him a good old reach around and give him a good old rimming straight to the goddamn ass because because Devontae, Ad or they bring in Aaron Rodgers, no other wide receiver weapons. They draft him as backup quarterback, the guy who's going to take over his job eventually, and then they draft him a running back, A.J. Dillon. They don't decide to bring in any wide receivers. I think they brought in Devin Funches, and the guy just opted out. So they don't really have anyone else. It's the Devontae Adams show again, like it has been the last couple of years. So I think that Devontae Adams really has a baller season in 2020. I really expect him to return back to form from 2019. Now, Devontae Adams is one of those players that just loves, he literally has a home set up in the end zone this guy's scoring so many touchdowns every single year obviously didn't score 10 plus touchdowns last year but before that he was on a three or four year run of scoring 10 touchdowns every single year so i'm gonna go ahead and buy back into that i think Devonte adams is gonna be great in 2020 i hope that he can return to form and stay healthy but that obviously that injury that he suffered last year isn't something that seems like it would return back again or something you would need to really worry about so at number three we have julio jones of the atlanta falcons Julio Jones might honestly be the most consistent wide receiver to ever grace the goddamn NFL. This guy's going to get you 1,300 plus yards every single year. His high his, his probably his ceiling is probably 1,500 plus yards because of how often this Atlanta Falcons team throws the ball. They're number one in pass heavy attack in the NFL. They were throwing the ball the most last season. And now I think, know what you might be thinking. Hey, Nick, you can't really have them do it again. They probably won't do it again, right? 
I honestly think they probably can because Dan Quinn as well as Dirk Cutter really love to air the ball out and Julio Jones was very very good last season and after they got rid of Mr. Muhammad Sanu and he went to the New England Patriots Julio Jones numbers even went up in that situation so I think that we see Julio Jones put up yet another fantastic year even though he's probably only going to score five to six touchdowns because for some reason this guy being one of the best wide receivers in the NFL and one of the best wide receivers we've seen the last couple of years of his NFL career he just for some reason can never find his spot in the end zone but it doesn't really seem to matter for Julio Jones since the guy's getting so many targets as well as yards in Atlanta to close out tier one we have Tyreek Hill of the Kansas City Chiefs now he is probably the biggest kind of firework I would say you can put in your lineup in the top tier of wide receiver. Tyree Kill is a guy that will completely eviscerate a defense, go for 200 yards, go for two touchdowns, and completely dominate and win you your week. But he also has those inconsistent games where, hey, he blows up the one week, and then the next week, he's kind of just scoring you eight, nine, or 10 points. Now, obviously, that's not game losing because 10 points is fine at the wide receiver position, but obviously, you're looking for something more when you're drafting a guy super highly in the draft. That's why I put Tyree Kill at four. I think the guy will finish inside of the top five as long as he can stay healthy due to the fact that the guy is so explosive, the fastest wide receiver in the NFL on a team where the quarterback can throw the ball probably fucking out of the stadium and all the way to the next state over because of how good of an arm Patrick Mahomes has. So I think Tyreek Hill is going to have another great season. I just don't think he will finish inside of the top three. I got Julio Jones at number three, strictly basically due to his safety. So now on to tier two at the wide receiver position. Tier two begins with wide receiver Chris Godwin of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now reports are that yesterday Chris Godwin ended up missing practice so I'm not really gonna read too much into that he missed probably not because he was hurt he just didn't end up showing up might have been a family matter I have no idea like the show with Urkel I have no idea but should be fine Uh, I'm not really too worried Chris Godwin obviously last season was fucking phenomenal him and Mike Evans were legitimately taking the league by a storm week in and week out with famous the W eater Jameis Winston they were eviscerating defenses due to the fact that Jameis just doesn't give a damn and will heave the ball up there and say fuck it Chris Godwin's up there somewhere or Mike Evans up there somewhere and both those guys were very strong now Chris Godwin obviously now his quarterback went from being the W eater Jameis Winston to the greatest quarterback of all time I'm a Dolphins fan I know you might be pissed off oh Oh, Tom Brady's not the best. Whatever. I don't need to get into an argument. They get the GOAT, Tom Brady, TB12, Tampa Bay, Tom Brady. And now he sits here with Chris Godwin. What did Tom Brady love to do in the past? Throw the ball to the guy standing in the slot. Now, I'm not necessarily super bought into that narrative. Considering Julian Edelman for the last couple of years has been his best wide receiver. And Julian Edelman just so happens to be the guy in the slot. So I think Chris Godwin is going to be ultra involved in this offense. I don't see any reason why he's going to really take a step back from last season. The guy had an amazing breakout season in 2019 I think he continues to step on the gas and ball out yet again in 2020 at number six we have DeAndre Hopkins of the Arizona Cardinals now obviously D-Hop is a mainstay inside of the tier one at the wide receiver position but he has moved down to tier two due to the fact that he does have a change of scenery he goes from the Houston Toxons to the Arizona Cardinals in the offseason which to me is not really all that concerning, but it does move him down a bit. He's going to need to get that connection with Kyler Murray, and he's going to need to learn a whole new offense. And I understand DeAndre Hopkins is one of the best wide receivers in the NFL right now on a talent basis, but I just worry about the fact that in the past, wide receivers coming to a new team in their first year just aren't as productive as they were on their team previously. So I'm going to go ahead and move DeAndre Hopkins down to six. I don't think he'll be a bust, but I don't really love him at his current ADP right now. Which should be clear by the fact that Chris Godwin typically goes a bunch of picks later and DeAndre Hopkins is ranked behind him. So at number seven, I have Kenny G, Kenny Galladay, the sacks god of the Detroit Lions. Kenny Galladay last season 
put on a train. He was running trains on these defenses. He scored the most touchdowns at the wide receiver position in the NFL last season. Did it half the games with Matt Stafford, half the game with David goddamn Blau, who most of you guys, including myself, probably had no idea who he was until he was throwing dimes to Kenny Galladay. So Kenny Galladay proved he can do it with a good quarterback and with one that is completely awful. So even if you're worried about Stafford's back being hurt, I would not be super worried because Kenny Galladay was able to do it with a no-name guy as well as with Matt Stafford. Sure, obviously, you're going to hope that he's with Matt Stafford. And if Matt Stafford plays, he has that top five potential. This guy is a beast all over the field. He gets a zillion fucking targets in that offense. And the Detroit Lions offense does love to pass the ball. And I think that Kenny Galladay puts on yet another fantastic season in 2020. At number eight, we have a guy that does not get enough love at all. And that's wide receiver DJ Moore of the Carolina Panthers. I feel as though we're almost looking at a similar scenario with DJ Moore as with Kenny Galladay in a type of way. Now, Kenny Galladay actually has another wide receiver on the team that is comparable. Marvin Jones, one of the, um, he's very use, used on that uh, Detroit offense. Now, DJ Moore moves over there. He's still obviously in Carolina. He's in a situation where the quarterback situation did get better, just like with Kenny Galladay should be better with Matt Stafford. They get rid of, obviously, Cam Newton. Cam Newton wasn't looking super hot the first two weeks. I think Cam Newton's obviously a better quarterback than Kyle Allen, but DJ Moore is able to get it done with Kyle Allen. I believe even Will Greer played a game or two last season and DJ Moore was still ultra productive in those games. He's a guy that I could really see being the receiving yards leader in the NFL. That's just how good this guy is. Teddy Bridgewater showed last season that he can find the number one target on the offense, and that's going to be DJ Moore in Carolina. I think that under Matt Rule, they're going to develop a system similar to what we saw with the New Orleans Saints last season, where you really just give the ball to two fucking guys like I described for the Saints. Like I said, it's either hand it to uh, Alvin Kamara, throw it to Alvin Kamara, or throw it to Michael Thomas. For the Carolina Panthers, I believe the strategy is going to be hand it to McCaffrey, dump it off to McCaffrey, or throw the ball to DJ fucking Moore. I expect DJ Moore to have a much better season, especially since last year's touchdown total was so low. I really see that going up in 2020. I don't see him being like Julio Jones, a guy who can't escape like a 4-5 touchdown mark. At number 9, we have Allen Robinson of the Chicago Bears. Allen Robinson is probably one of the most underrated wide receivers in the NFL due to the fact that this guy has done it on the most garbage teams you have ever seen created. He was so good on the Jags with garbage-ass Blake Bortles. He's been so good on Chicago with kissing Titties Trubisky. Now, reports out of camp are that Nick Foles are inches ahead of the competition. Get it? Inches ahead, like nine inches to be specifically, because Nick Foles brings the pipe to that offense. Big Dick Nicholas Foles should be able to elevate Allen Robinson even further. And Allen Robinson was able to put up an amazing season last year with Mitch Trubisky, so why wouldn't he be better with a better quarterback? I don't even understand where the logic would be, thinking that he'd be fucking worse with um, Nick Foles being the starting quarterback, so I think Al Robinson's going to be great. I think that we saw him put up a great season last year, and he's in a very similar situation this year with Matt Nagy in Chicago. At number 10, I know this is a bit crazy. I do have him lower than a lot of people, but that doesn't mean that I hate the guy. He's still in tier two. That means I'd really be happy with any of these guys at the wide receiver position. That's Mike Evans of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, Mike Evans, at the beginning of the season, started off god-awful last season. If you guys remember, the guy had the flu. Unlike Michael Jordan, didn't have any flu games. He, he absolutely was blowing chunks of ass straight in your lineup for the first two weeks of the season. 
Now, I think Mike Evans will probably have another great season in the NFL. He's playing with a better quarterback in Tom Brady. I'm just not sure the passing volume is there for Mike Evans to finish as like a top five guy. But at the end of the day, I wouldn't really be surprised since Mike Evans is one of those guys, just like with Kenny Galladay, who I could see being the receiving touchdown leader in 2020 due to the fact that the guy is a monster in the red zone. Obviously, the fact that Rob Gronkowski joins the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is going to hinder uh, Mike Evans' potential to be the number one guy in touchdowns for the team, but I still think Mike Evans is going to be great this season, and that's why I got him closing out the tier two of my wide receivers. Now on to tier number three of the wide receivers. If you guys have enjoyed this video thus far, please make sure to click that subscribe button down below. It's free and I put out content every single day, like I said, off the rip of the video. So make sure you click that subscribe button. And also tier three of the wide receiver position is brought to you guys by Manscaped. Use code Notorious at checkout for 20% off as well as for free shipping. If you guys want your balls to look pristine, to look A1, you want them smelling great, they got ball deodorant, they've got everything for you. The Lawnmower 3.0 is the greatest thing that has ever been created in my life. I've used it before. The thing has a goddamn flashlight on it, so you can see all the nooks and crevices down there. So make sure that you guys have the best-looking balls in your league. Make sure to use code Notorious at checkout, manscaped.com. I would really appreciate that. Now back into the video, Tier 3 at the wide receiver position. We start out with number 11, Adam Thielen of the Minnesota Vikings. Now, Adam Thielen in the past has been that top-tier wide receiver in fantasy football in 2018. This guy was like the number one wide receiver for the first 10 weeks of the NFL season. Last year, his um, kind of production was not so hot because the guy ended up getting hurt. He hurts his fucking leg, and then... Then he, he goes ahead and plays again, though, and he's like a decoy for the team. So, like, the first nine games, he's, like, on fire, and then he ends up looking like shit towards the end of the season. So that really lowered his points per game total and made it look like he was didn't have as good of a season as he actually did to start off. So what's the difference for Thielen this year versus last season? Obviously, Stefan Diggs gets his ass out of there. He's now in Buffalo, which is great for Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen and Kirk Cousins have an excellent connection. Now that Adam Thielen is the clear wide receiver one on the team, there is no doubt about it. I think that Adam Thielen is going to get fed the ball by Mr. You like that Kirk Cousins, and I think he has that top 12 potential due to the fact that he is a extreme volume play at the wide receiver position. At number 12, we have the first LA Ram of the video, and at number 13, we have the second. We have Robert Woods and then Cooper Cup. Now, first, I'm going to talk about Robert Woods. Initially, I had Cooper Cup ranked above him, but I had an epiphany. It cost me 50 at Tiffany's because I saw Robert Woods in a crystal ball as a top 12 guy. Now, the reason why behind this is because I saw that last season after they started committing to the two tight end set in LA. What happened was the first like eight weeks of the season before their bye, they were getting bum fucked by the defense because their offensive line was dog doo doo. They couldn't stop a thing. They couldn't stop me rushing the goddamn quarterback. I would have laid Jared Goff uh, over but by the fact of how bad that offensive line was. So they utilize this two tight end set to add extra blocking to the team, which is a very good maneuver, very smart for the LA Rams. So now Robert Woods in this scenario is really balling out, whereas Cooper Cup is kind of deflating like a football in New England. He kind of just kind of simmers out, you know, still puts up good numbers, but it just isn't looking as good. And Robert Woods emerges and is like a top five guy in PPR points per game during those games once they committed to the two tight end set. So I think that they're going to use that a lot more this season, considering it's what worked last year. And they're 
offensive line is not very all that improved comparing their 2019 offensive line versus 2020. So I think Robert Woods has an excellent season again. I think Cooper Cup does as well. I just personally have Robert Woods ranked ahead of him since Cooper Cup, like I said, kind of was playing worse after he, well, not kind of, he was playing worse if you're looking at the fantasy points numbers after they committed to the two tight end set. Now at number 14, we have the second Atlanta Falcon of the video, wide receiver Calvin Ridley of the Atlanta Falcons. Now if you guys know me, you know that I fucking love Calvin Ridley. I was all for the guy last year, and the first couple weeks of the season, he wasn't all that, but once Mohamed Sanu got traded, we saw Calvin Ridley's numbers hit the goddamn moon, and I believe in 2020, we could see the exact same thing. Obviously, without Mohamed Sanu there, we could see Calvin Ridley seeing a zillion targets. He's now the clear wide receiver, too, on the team that I spoke about earlier, being the most pass-heavy offense in the NFL, and like I said, I believe they could be just as pass-heavy, maybe even more pass-heavy in 2020. This team loves to air the ball out, and I forgot to even talk about the Matty Ice Theorem, the theory of Matt Ryan that I have personally created. It is called the Matt Ryan Theorem because every other year, this guy is a top five quarterback in fantasy football. You look at last year, he's like a top 15, top 12 guy. Then the year prior, number quarterback two then top 12, top 15 guy, and then quarterback number two. Every other year, this motherfucker strikes gold. He's mining in Minecraft. He finds some diamonds. That's what he does every other year, and this is that every other year for him. I think Calvin really has an excellent season out of the hands of Mr. Matty Ice, who's going to throw the ball 10 zillion goddamn times. So now at number 15, we have wide receiver Amari Cooper of the Dallas Cowboys. Now, I hate drafting Amari Cooper. I won't draft Amari Cooper as wide receiver 15, but he's going to finish up there due to the fact that the guy just scores a of points because he's on the most pass or not the most pass heavy offense but one of the more high scoring offenses in the NFL of the Dallas Cowboys but the problem with Cooper is his inconsistency some games this guy is fucking red hot he's burning he's torching the defense giving them the good old one two Mayweather on the way back he's hitting him with the deuces like Tyreek Hill as he's running past him and he's scoring a zillion touchdowns but then there's going to be other games where Amari Cooper just looks like the worst wide receiver out there CeeDee Lamb comes in there he could 100% destroy Amari Cooper's value. I would not be surprised if that happens. I wouldn't be surprised if Michael Gallup was the number one wide receiver on the year from the team. It's just a very confusing situation to be in. In Dallas, I think the best option at the wide receiver position is not the wide receivers. It's just to draft one of the goddamn, it's to draft das- Dak Prescott, the quarterback in reality. If you think the offense is going to be so good, just draft the quarterback. I think Amari Cooper will be fine, but on a week-in, week-out basis, the inconsistency really steers me away from Amari Cooper. At number 16, we are staying in the NFC East with wide receiver Terry McLaurin of the Washington football team. Terry McLaurin in his rookie season completely shocked the goddamn world. It was like when Kim Kardashian's nudes got leaked. That's what happened. Terry McLaurin was literally came out of fucking nowhere. In college, he didn't look all that great. Comes into the NFL playing up against the cornerback one on these teams because he's the number one wide receiver, playing up against some of the better corners in the NFL, giving him them the one-two Mayweather. He's giving them the back shots. He's fucking them up. I don't know how it happened. I don't know what the fuck Terry McLaurin eats for breakfast. He's probably eating nails or something because the guy was a goddamn monster. Now in his second year with Dwayne Haskins in the NFL, I think Dwayne Haskins is going to be better. He can't be much worse than last year. The offensive line has to be so much better, and the coaching under Riverboat Ron has to be so much better than what they dealt with last season. So I think Terry McLaurin is going to have an excellent season. I think we saw the stones laid by Terry McLaurin for an excellent sophomore season in the NFL. And to close out the 13, 
tier. We still have one more tier after this, so guys, don't make sure to leave. At number 17, we have Juju Smith-Schuster of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, you guys know, actually, if you guys have been watching me in the mock drafts, I'm not the biggest fan of drafting Juju Smith-Schuster, and that's because I think Juju has top 10 potential, but I think he also has potential to completely take a fucking load of a shit straight on your chest, rub it in, and then walk away. You might be wondering, Nick, why do I say that? It's not because I think Juju Smith-Schuster is bad. I think Juju Smith-Schuster, very talented player. My worries is Juju completely relies on the quarterback of the team. If Big Ben gets hurt, Juju will be dog shit. The quarterbacks behind him, um, the guy that Miles Garrett beat the shit out of, what's his name, Mason Rudolph, and then they have Duck Hodges. I mean, is that enough? I don't think so. I think Juju will struggle. If Big Ben gets hurt, if Big Ben stays healthy, I can see a top 10 season. So that's really all I have to talk about it. It all depends if Big Ben can stay healthy, how Juju performs. That's why I've got him ranked here modestly at wide receiver 17. Would I be shocked if he's a top 10 guy? Not at all. Would I be shocked if he completely sucks? Not at all. So now on to tier four at the wide receiver position. And that is right here. I just fucking showed myself on accident. I shared the screen. That number 18, we have tier four starting off with AJ Green, not AJ Green. Because that guy's a bum. A.J. Brown of the Tennessee Titans. Now, A.J. Brown is another guy that I just feel super indifferent on. I'm going to draft him in a couple leagues. I'm going to fade him in the, another couple ones. Because I don't really have a super strong read on him. I've done a lot of research on him. Last season, one of the most efficient wide receivers in the NFL. Yards per receptions. Yards per target. All of this super duper high. He's in an offense that is very run heavy. And we saw A.J. Brown really take a step down once the team got into the playoffs. Because they were just hammering the rock all uh, playoffs long. Will they do that all season long? You would think so. They were being very effective when they were giving Derrick Henry the ball. And with, in my opinion, the emergence of Juju, not Juju, uh, Janu Smith, I'm kind of worried about A.J. Brown taking a step down. I think the guy's great. I just don't love the situation for A.J. Brown. So I got him at wide receiver 18, but if the passing volume is there, if he could uh, produce the same efficiency as last year, He'll finish higher than uh, wide receiver 18. At wide receiver number 19, we have Baby Chark, do-do-do-do-do-do, Baby Chark, DJ Chark of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, the DJ Chark train, I'm all aboard it. I might be the captain of the train, the goddamn conductor. Choo-choo! I love DJ Chark. DJ Chark, to me, has the potential to be a top 10 guy as well. The only reason why he's not as high is because... I'm very sold on Gardner Minshew. I just don't think he's the best thing since sliced bread. I think that there's a lot of wide receivers on this team that are capable of getting the ball. DJ Chark is the wide receiver one, but the guys behind him are no pushovers. D.D. Westbrook, they have Chris Connolly. They have all these guys who, if you Googled average NFL wide receiver, that's who's behind DJ Chark. So there's still concerns that those guys are those guys are still going to get involved. But Gardner Minshew, I think, is going to be very good. And I think this defense is going to be god-fucking-awful, so they're going to have to be throwing a lot in the game. The fact that I have him at wide receiver number 19 is not a knock on my opinion of him or his talent. It's the fact that the wide receiver position is so deep. That's why I'm typically not drafting a wide receiver in the first two rounds because I'll happily stack Chark and check and stack Terry McLaurin together, a guy from Tier 3 and a guy from Tier 4, maybe even just two Tier 3 players in the third and fourth round. That's because this position is locked and loaded, whereas the running back position kind of falls off. At wide receiver number 20, we have my main man, Tyler Yeah Boyd of the Cincinnati Bengals. Tyler Boyd has had two years in the NFL with back-to-back, back-to-back Michael Jordan, 96-97. Woo, 1,000-yard seasons. All right, he plays better with A.J. Green healthy. A.J. Green's returning to practice. He got hurt early in practice. Who's shocked? Not me. Why is A.J. Green not up here? 
because the guy gets fucking injured. But Tyler Boyd is going to have a great season. I really believe that again. I think he's going to put up big numbers again, over a thousand yards. Now the touchdown total is what's going to elevate him. The touchdown total is what takes him from being wide receiver 25 to being wide receiver 15. The quarterback play is what takes him from being wide receiver 25 to wide receiver 15. It's all on Joe Burrow's shoulders. I think Joe Burrow is good enough to elevate Tyler Boyd and certainly is better than the situation that Tyler Boyd dealt with last year. Because he had Andy Dalton, right? And then they bench Andy Dalton on his birthday. Happy birthday, Andy. Slap in the ass. Get the fuck out of here. And then, and then, wait for this. Then they bring in Ryan Finley. I don't know. I don't even know who. I had no idea who that guy was. I had a fish named Finley who actually died shortly after seeing how bad Ryan Finley was. He probably just offed himself because his name was so terrible. And then Andy Dalton comes back. So it was a shit show for Tyler Boyd, but he still produced. And I think he will be able to produce with Mr. Joseph Burrow. Uh, formerly of the LSU Tigers. So now at 21, we have Tyler Lockett in my pocket. There's a Lockett in my pocket skirt. Tyler Lockett of the Seattle Seahawks. Now, Tyler Lockett is one of the most safe wide receivers in fantasy football. The Seattle Seahawks are not the most pass-heavy team in the league. I understand that. But when they throw the ball, Russell Wilson is super-duper accurate. The guy has the fucking heat-seeking goggles. He goes beep, 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 boom. And it's like Tyler Lockett and then beep, 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 beep. Boom. And then it's DK Metcalf. Him and Tyler Lockett are going to have great years. I got Lockett ranked at 21. I have Metcalf ranked slightly further back, but I think that both these guys are going to have excellent seasons and super safe guys at the position. At number 22, we have Javis Juice Landry of the Cleveland Browns. Now, this ranking all completely depends on if he plays week one or not. We still have no idea. He's been practicing. He looks good in practice. So I think he's good to go for week one. So I got him ranked this high. He's a target hog in this Cleveland Browns offense. I worried about both these guys, though, due to the fact that the team under Kevin Stefanski is going to be much more run heavy than we've previously seen in the past. Kevin Stefanski was the number four heaviest run heavy offense in 2019 with the Minnesota Vikings. I think he takes that to Cleveland and makes them a more run heavy team. Why wouldn't he? They have two of the best bet running backs in the NFL. Two guys that realistically skill wise are top 12 guys at the position. So why not run the ball a zillion times? That's what they're going to do do but Jarvis Landry commands an unholy amount of targets Baker Mayfield knows to throw in the ball he knows that Jarvis Landry is a PPR monster that's why he's throwing him the ball duh it's because he wants to score more fantasy points so at 23 we have Keenan Allen of the LA Chargers now the more I've watched hard knocks the more I want to move Keenan Allen up the more I'm <laughs> it's no it's <laughs> I don't think it's good for my psyche watching this because I'm starting to get real high on Keenan Allen watching this shit Keenan Allen is a beast and Tyrod Taylor doesn't look all that terrible. But then again, it's practice. It's not the real game. I think Keenan Allen's good. I just worry that the quarterback situation there is kind of iffy with Tyrod Taylor and with Justin Herbert. So is Keenan Allen a bad player? No. Does he have a bad ranking? No. He's probably a solid wide receiver too for your team. But do I want to draft him all that much? I don't know. We'll really see in the next couple of weeks how I feel about him. But right now, I'm, I think he's going to be pretty good for fantasy football. I just don't necessarily love him due to the quarterback situation. At 24, we have Stephon Diggs of the Buffalo Bills. Now, I know I talked about him earlier with Adam Thielen, but now he gets shipped off to Buffalo. He's going to go and jump through a couple of tables there and drink a zillion goddamn beers in Buffalo. This is great for Stephon Diggs. Now he's the true alpha wide receiver. Before, he was kind of Adam Thielen's uh, bitch boy. Like, you know, they were kind of the 1A, 1B. Not really a bitch boy, but he was kind of in a scenario where Kirk Cousins didn't really like him, so he wasn't getting fed the ball. In Buffalo, it's entirely possible that he gets fed the goddamn ball. He plays with a quarterback who is not as accurate as Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is what we call a game manager. This guy 
pretty accurate, not going to score a zillion fantasy points, but it's pretty good for real life. Josh Allen is good for real life, but a bit crazy. The guy's going to throw the ball. That thing's going to fly 30 fucking yards over Stefan Diggs' head. But at the end of the day, he's going to feed Stefan Diggs deep. And I think that Stefan Diggs does have top 20 potential. Definitely a super safe pick here later in the rounds. At pick number 25 for the wide receiver position, my number 25 ranked wide receiver. We have Decaf Metcalf. I talked about him before of the Seattle Seahawks. Super safe pick. Obviously has an excellent rookie year. A lot of people were counting him out due to the fact that his three-cone drill was slower than Tom Brady's. But he ended up prevailing ended up looking very good with Pete Carroll and I expect him to have another great season in 2020 and at number 26 we have Odell Beckham Jr. of the Cleveland Browns finally at wide receiver 26 like I said Odell Beckham Jr. now Odell I see no way he finishes outside of the top 26 do I like drafting him fuck no because like I said this team's going to be very run heavy Odell kind of a hothead Odell kind of a guy that last year really disappointed you you drafted him early and that guy rammed you so far up your ass you're probably still failing it it's probably still hard to walk for you now I faded him last year I'm gonna fade him again I think they're gonna run the ball too much for Odell to be productive could I be proved wrong 100% because Odell is one of the more talented wide receivers in the league I just don't like the situation for Odell Bacon Jr. Odell Bacom Jr. So thank you guys all for watching this video. If you ended up enjoying these rankings, please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below. I love each and every single one of you guys. Make sure to check out Manscaped, code Notorious at checkout. I love you all, and I'll see you motherfuckers also. Actually, uh, check out Manscaped. Check out the Patreon, code Notorious. Like I said, I love you all. Have a great rest of your guys' day, and I'll see you guys later with yet another heater of a video. Good boy!